Welcome back to the 36th episode of Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellett. When did you learn to ride a bike? Were you four or five? Maybe you were a teenager. Remember the rush of adrenaline that used to course through your body when you'd pump the pedals? Today's guest, Joss Camara, still thrives in that scenario. Camara, now 29 years old, has been riding bikes casually since she was little. She was introduced to the world of racing by way of her uncle, who she grew up watching race BMX. My uncle used to race when I was little, and really the biggest, most vivid memory from him racing when I was younger um, was the fact that my mom and my grandmother took us to a race and let us dye our hair half red and half green. And that was it. I don't know how the race was. I, 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 I didn't. I guess I like didn't pay attention that much because I was just a little kid, you know, didn't didn't care. It was just exciting. Um, but I didn't really let that sink in until I was older. And I could always ride a bike because my family taught me when I was four, I believe, um, just by like letting me try in the backyard. So, I, you know, like I had the, the normal skills of being able to pedal and just ride. Um, and after losing my love of cheerleading and the adrenaline rush that came with that, um, I needed something that kind of felt similar to like that scary, but my body is very tired. I feel like I progressed. I've got that sense of accomplishment. Like I worked hard on something that was a little above my, my level of grasp. Um, and I tried bodybuilding. It was awesome, but it just wasn't enough of like a mental stimulation for me. Like I need, lots of energy, lots of scary. Like I need the what ifs, the almost, all that good stuff in between. Um, and then finally, like the I did it. Uh, and bodybuilding was cool. It took a lot of uh, like mental focus and, you know, changing behaviors and breaking habits and eating better and making sure I worked out every day and things like that. So it was super rewarding. It just wasn't enough of an adrenaline rush for me. So after that happened, um, I, tried skateboarding for a bit, got sponsored to learn, which was kind of funny. It was a little small company. It was really cool. Totally couldn't do it. Um, I don't have the attention span for it. So my next option was bikes. And I was like, it kind of was like an epiphany one day where I decided that I was going to get a bike. I was going to start messing around with it um, outside of my just typical, you know, hybrid, like road, road mountain bike type thing. I just have a trick that I love. Um, and it's been with me for most of my life, <laughs> but it's not the kind of bike that I can use for skate parks and things like that. So got a bike from a bunch of friends who I didn't know were friends and then started hanging out with them and became friends with them, um, and kind of just fell in love with it. And it's like hooked me ever since. <laughs> I am very, very high energy, like to the point to where my brain is more of a creative brain than like can sit down and focus on things. So I've always been the kid that just needed loud, colorful, exciting. Um, and since I was little, I've always needed that. And so my parents had me in gymnastics, you know, and, and that kind of triggered me to want to learn tumbling and didn't ever make it on a gymnastics team. Um, it was kind of like a crazy situation there where I was supposed to be on a team and then didn't, but I was also little, so it didn't really matter much to me anyways. But when, you know, when a coach is like, your kid has potential, let's put him on the team. And then it doesn't happen. Your parents get a little flustered there. Um, so we were almost about to leave that gym. And then one of the coaches who I absolutely loved was like, Hey, you have a knack for this, um, tumbling wise, 
why don't you try cheerleading? It's a different level of skills. You're still using the things that you've learned. Um, and I, I tried that for a bit and completely fell in love with that. And really what I think my body was looking for was that crazy expel of energy that was in a positive way. So, you know, I was never the kid who wasn't really a partier. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't into the, you know, the, my parents said, don't do this. So I'm going to try that. Like I needed just constant energy and movement. Um, and I, I, I had a hard time if my body didn't get enough energy out. So with that being said, like going through all these sports, like there were some that really caught my interest and my attention and tired me enough where, um, I could sit down and focus. Um, and then there were the ones that kind of didn't, you know, for example, bodybuilding, like that was fun, but it wasn't something that really like, there's this something about this feeling of when you have a really good week or you have a, you know, they say like a really good Sunday will leave you with an entire week of like content, just happiness. And that is so true for me because especially when I was cheerleading, I had three different teams that I was on at the same time and this was in college. So and I was studying to be a phys ed teacher at the same time. So like I had a lot going on, but because of the amount of energy I was able to get out, I could sit and focus. And I was not the kind of kid who was really great at sitting and, you know, studying for tests and being good at grades. Like it literally never came naturally to me. I wasn't one of those people. Um, so I had to physically tire my body out to get a decent amount of focus. So these things really helped. And to this day as an adult, I still can tell like when I don't get enough energy out, like this past week, I didn't really get outside as much as I wanted to. I'm all over the place. Like I'm, I can't really focus that well. You know, I'm stuttering with things like my confidence level is decent, but it would be that much better if I had been able to get the energy that I needed to out to just continue on. <laughs> That expel of energy caused Kamara to try a slew of different recreational activities as a child. Her parents put her on gymnastics, swimming and diving, cross country, dance, soccer, and softball teams in an attempt to find an activity that their daughter would fall in love with. That manifested perfectly into competitive cheerleading and tumbling once Kamara got to Central Connecticut State University. She competed on an all-star cheer squad in Rhode Island all the way through college because it fueled her love of risk and reward. When she graduated with a physical education degree, Kamara was suddenly consumed by student teaching and no longer had time to put toward competitive cheer. She couldn't figure out how to keep her body moving in the same way that it always felt so right on such a rigid personal schedule. When a friend from high school suggested getting her hands on a bike, Kamara jumped at the opportunity to test her body again. Her friend came in clutch locating a bike and unknowingly changing Kamara's life. He knew that I loved monster energy because <laughs> I've always been intrigued with like the extreme sports, that kind of thing, you know, they're tied to it. So he knew that I loved that. And he's like, I have the perfect bike for you. My friend has it. It's his wife's like he's selling it. I bought this bike super heavy. Um, and I rode that for a bit and ate a lot of dirt because it was not quite made for me. Um, but that was my, my, I'm 25 and I'm going on an adventure, <laughs> adventure like starter bike. Um, and it got me where I needed to be. And since then I've progressed. The versatility Kamara now possessed to practice and improve whenever she could became her obsession. She threw herself into the BMX world when she was 25. 
and nothing really hooked me the way that that bikes did because it was something that I could do with people I could do without people um, I could kick around in the living room and practice silly things on my bike I could be outside I could ride trails there were so many different options where I could be creative or if I was having one of those days where I needed more of a structured feeling I ride one set of trails that has one line and you go one way <laughs> you know like Versus the days where I'm like, all right, I'm feeling like I could branch out a little bit. And then I get creative at a skate park and I try to learn different lines that I didn't see before because I was tunnel vision. So it kind of was like, I kind of craved that, that feeling of structure and also feeling of being able to just move um, in a way that I needed it. And that's what bikes did for me. And, you know, all the sports leading up to it like I said, were really awesome. I love them all. Like I was dancing, I was doing gymnastics, I was in cheerleading, I was playing softball, you know, like they all kind of held a special place in my heart, but they all kind of led me to realize like, I need to be moving a certain amount and I need a certain amount of, this is absolutely terrifying. I love it. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it's just, it kind of like, it all kind of came together in that sense. I still wouldn't call myself good at bikes because I'm constantly learning, but my, I'm not afraid to fall. That's, and I think that's what cheerleading and gymnastics taught me was like, you're gonna, you're gonna land on it. You're gonna, you're gonna, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this. I usually try not to, but you're, you know, you're gonna fall a bunch. You're gonna eat mat. Like it is what it is. This is how we learn. And you'll know that once you land on your head, you have to move a little different because you're, it hurts. You don't want to do that again. So it's, it's kind of taught me that like, First of all, I know how to bail. And that was huge because bailing on a bike is an art. Like when you're learning to tumble on your own, you're only worried about your body and landing in an acceptable position on the floor to where you're not breaking anything or the person who's spotting you, which usually will move out of the way. But when you're bailing off of a bike, like you have this object that you can land on anyhow you land on it and it's gonna suck. So I had to learn how to like, know I'm falling, register that, throw the bike and then bail and land, land how I needed to so I didn't get hurt. And that didn't scare me where a lot of people are very nervous about that. And I think it's what holds a lot of people back, especially us women, because, you know, like we don't want to get hurt. It sucks, you know, and like sometimes we tend to be a little bit more fragile than the guys. It just is what it is. Like bodies are made different. And when you fall, things hurt different, you know, and I'm I've never, I've been lucky enough to not have that fear until I broke my shoulder. Then it took me like a little bit to get over that, but I'm, I'm okay now. Cause I know like things heal, you know, as long as you're making smart decisions in the air, like it shouldn't be that bad <laughs> plan accordingly. <laughs> um, but I, it, it's, I don't know. It's like sucked me in. It's pulled me into bikes. And although like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be personally. I'm happy at my progression. And like, people ask me that all the time. And I'm like, but I, you don't understand. Like, I'm not, if I was good at this, like I'd not be falling anymore, that kind of thing. And they're like, no, but you're, you're working on it. I'm like, that's, that's how I describe it. Like I'm working on it. I'm still learning. I'm getting there. <laughs> Kamara knew that BMX was the perfect activity for her almost immediately. The extreme sport paired the adrenaline junkie part of her with the personal sense of control that she had craved from sports past. Now I fully understand why I feel so good on my bike. And honestly, I think people feel this feeling when they exercise. And I know that's also science because 
moving gets your blood flowing, gets your brain working, gets oxygen to your lungs and gets oxygen to your brain. And then everything kind of connects. And if you're giving your, your body that, that movement, it's, it's thankful for it. And, you know, there's a, a reason why people who start moving to heal themselves, if they are hurt, um, get better faster because it's, it's like rewarding their brain as well as their body. Yeah, maybe it's going to be a slow road, but all in all, it's a really good thing. The cycling high is real. Just the act of pedaling releases serotonin and dopamine in our brains. And elongated cycling times, anywhere from between half an hour to 60 minutes, have been linked to alleviated stress levels and increased oxygenation in the brain. Camara has seen this firsthand, and it's why she stays fiercely connected to sports. There's definitely a science behind pedaling and just like clearing your brain and finding that happiness because you're moving, but also because it's fun and it's scary. <laughs> but even if you're just pedaling a bike, you know, I've, I've talked to multiple people on different levels who say like pedaling their bike, whether it's in a straight line or trails or anything just brings them happiness because it's, you're moving forward. You know, you're doing something, you're not thinking. It's just like, you're in the, mo the moment that you're moving and it's just, I'm, I'm saying the same things over and over again, but it, it's important to me. And it's, it's just one of those cool, like, aha moments that I, I was like stoked to that I found that. Kamara finds that just the act of staying in the flow state while competing keeps her calm in an otherwise stressful world. BMX also allows her to become more in tune with her physical body movements and proprioception as well. I know when my body needs a break and it, it took me a little while to learn that. And I didn't know that in high school when I was cheerleading. I had broken both ankles in high school, didn't know, and then went to college and started tumbling on them as well. And I just kept basically chipping bones away. And after I had those ankle surgeries, um, I also tore my ACL and meniscus later, later on after that, while I was teaching cheerleading camp. Um, but I kind of knew from those ankle incidents that like I needed to pay more attention to my body and what I felt like. So I never really let my myself get to the point to where like, I'm not fully aware of what's going on. And if I have the adrenaline and the attention span to go at something when I am angry or frustrated like that, like I do, because I would rather it come out in that way than just melting and crying and unpacking and living in that feeling. And because it is hard for me to get out of some of those feelings on occasion. And I, I definitely struggle with that. And, you know, like, I hate to say that I definitely have some sort of depression because it's undiagnosed and I never want to take that away from someone who for sure has it and know they're diagnosed with it, but I'm pretty positive I have something there. And my anxiety that comes with it is pretty wild sometimes. So that's why I try to turn it into a, an experience to where I am in full control. And that's, that's where I like kind of like rope in all the things that I am under control or that I do have full control over. So in that situation, like, <sighs> It might not even be about like being perfect at what I'm what I'm doing. It, it sometimes just means like that was ugly, but I landed it. Like that's all I needed. I just needed to get there. I needed to make it. I needed to cross that finish line, whether I look like absolute garbage or whether I, you know, came in fully dressed up. You know, <laughs> you know, like I, it just it's it was one of the it's one of those things where I can kind of separate that situation too. And although there are definitely times when I am feeling those things and I'm going at something and I'm constantly going at it. I've kind of figured out a way in most situations, because sometimes it is hard, but 
I've kind of figured out a way to like, is this worth it for me to keep going? Cause I'm not really that close to it. Do I feel like I made enough progress to where I feel accomplished and I'm not going to be mad at myself that I didn't keep trying or do I just need a break and recalibrate and then come back to it and then see how I feel again. So I kind of like do a bunch of different things in those situations. It's like a case by case basis, but I know that I can't hurt myself in a way that I can totally knock myself out of the game. I have to make sure that I'm still okay because my body and my brain depend on being okay and still being able to do something. Kamara uses BMX as a coping mechanism, both mentally and physically. Being out on her bike, whether it's on a trail or in a skate park, allows her ample time alone to process her thoughts, something that she says she could use some work on. To be honest, um, recently I've been struggling again, um, and a lot of it has spiraled from losing my grandma. Um, and I am a distraction over healing type of person, which is not always a good trait. Um, but like I said, because my body needs so much movement, I would rather take the time to move than to kind of grieve. So I don't always let myself do what I need to do. And it ends up hitting me like a ton of bricks, like multiple times later on. And that's kind of exactly what's happening. Um, and it, you know, there's other things that play into that, you know, and like small things, big things, but it seems like, you know, all the crazy things happen at one time. That's just life. Or we think it's happening all at one time because we're focused on them. Um, so mental health is insanely important to me. Um, I have yet to work myself and my energy up to go in to talk to someone, but I like severely probably need to just to get some things like out of my head so that I don't worry about them anymore. Um, I have a lot of friends that are really, really good at listening and talking me through things and giving me both sides of the story. And I'm super thankful for them for that. And I've been journaling and doing all things like that. Um, but the reason that I do so well with, with riding is because it's kind of my escape also. But there are definitely times when that escape is not a thing because my brain is just so on overload that like I can't really even ride and feel good at the moment. So at that point, I take it back to the simple like, I'm just going to pedal, just going to pedal. And like, that's usually okay. And it really, it does its job with taking my, like the whole science behind it and kind of like takes my brain away for a second because I'm just focused on pedaling. Like, where are your feet right now? Where are your hands right now? How are you holding the handlebars or using the brakes? Like just things like, it's like, you know, when you're having a panic attack, there's these little, little exercises you can do. Like count five things you see in the room, count five things you're going to do today. Like just things that will make you think. So it kind of does the same thing for me with bikes. Um, I've had a lot of meltdowns. And I hate to say that because it's just not my personality. I'm typically a very cheerful personality, but I'm also very good at kind of putting up a good front for people um, because and this is going to sound kind of cocky, but you know, I've been told a lot of times that I kind of bring a lot of light to a room and I don't want to be the person that lets that down if I'm having a bad day. But then I stop and I kind of remember like I'm human too and I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to have feelings. I'm allowed to have bad days. And no one really can say anything about that because that's my own, that's me. Um, but there's definitely been times where it kind of like stops me in my tracks from riding. And, and if that's the case, then I, I, I tend to try to go do yoga or I go to the gym 
I try to come up with some solution. My body needs to move. So, you know, like I can only sit and read for so long before my brain starts wandering. If I'm physically moving, it's a little easier for me. Um, but it's, it's, it's something that I've had to learn to work through. And like, sometimes things get really, really rough and I have to figure out something. And if writing's not available, I have to figure out something because I, I don't like to live in being stuck on things like that, you know? And I, I'm working on learning to let myself breathe and heal through things um, and giving myself space and time and quiet but I know I can't handle it for very long. So I go try to do something else productive that I can kind of like do at the same time. Kamara says that the stress she internalizes has little, if anything, to do with outside stimuli. She loves having to push herself to prove her worth and finds that being a woman in BMX only adds to that intrinsic motivation. Being a chick in BMX is like way better than apparently it used to be. Um, I'm lucky enough to know one of the women named Nina who like kind of pioneered it for us and was the one who said like, hey, I kind of want to try this and, you know, was was gung-ho enough to just jump on and do it. And we are forever grateful for her for that because she is also still a voice of like advocacy and just like hype. And she's so human, but so cool that it's just, it's really awesome. Um, her Instagram is Nina Burrito. I'm going to pronounce her last name wrong, but it's uh, Batrago, I think. But um, she's just like the coolest, one of the coolest people. But being a, a woman of BMX definitely has its like its hard points. And I, it also is what makes me stand out, I think, because I have to earn my place for sure. And I'm OK with that. You know, I, I've never once have I walked in saying like, hey, I deserve this. Get out of my way. I'm taking a run like. I wait in line and I drop in, you know, and I, I'm okay with that. And I have been lucky enough to be around people who are more supportive than not. And it's funny because in some situations I found that the male side of our sport who, yeah, they kind of dominate our sport are also some of my bigger supporters, sometimes even more so than some of the women. Because, you know, there's emotions and feelings and com like competition and comparisons, which is so like unhealthy, but we do it anyways with the world that we're raised up in with, you know, social media and comparing ourselves and all that nonsense. But sometimes I find that it's easier for me to like feel the support from the guys because they, they can see the change, they just don't know always how to register it. Kamara says that having her male competitors there to support her, even when she's in the throes of failure, has dramatically changed her mental outlook on attaining perfection. I'm hands in the dirt, like learning with them and you know, like they're watching me eat complete shit and get up and be human or cry when it hurts. like they see that I'm very in it. And like I said, that helps me blend into our sport because that's how you learn. But then it also helps me stand out because it's like, they know that I love this. Like everybody, I think kind of gets the vibe that I'm way too excited to be here. <laughs> way too energetic. Um, and it, like, I, I am thankful that they receive it that way, that it's never annoying. It's more hype. <laughs> um, but I think the way that our sport is going is really cool. And the women who have made it 
is like made it what it is like we're all so thankful for that they kind of like shoved their foot in the door and that it, it's just continuously opening and everyone's excited and riding and it's keeping our sport alive and everyone's having a good time. That persistence culminated in a trick of hers going viral on social media. During the 2019 iteration of Swamp Fest, a BMX competition in Florida, Camara became the first woman to ever complete the open loop. The video went viral on House of Highlights, and suddenly the BMX community was taking notice. To be honest, it was Swamp Fest, that crazy loop video. Um, I did not know my body could be that persistent. I didn't know I could turn off my feelings that hard. I didn't know that I could accomplish something that I shouldn't have gone after within like two years of riding. Um, I loved the feeling of saying like, I, I'm going to do this and then just doing it. It was like super empowering and it was really cool and a confidence boost. And um, it also helped connect me to a lot of people because like I said, you kind of have to earn your place in BMX, but once you kind of make a name for yourself in that sense to where people see that how much you love it, like you'll have a lot of really cool people who are super helpful with advice and all sorts of things reach out, which is really awesome. And I'm thankful for that for sure. Um, but that definitely has been the absolute best thing that I've experienced so far, the coolest so far. There's a lot of things that we do that are just like really awesome, just good, like, like good soul feeling type things with riding. Um, whether it be, you know, just hanging out with 10 of our friends in a parking lot and we're trying to ride manuals or wheelies through the parking spaces and we're laughing the whole time. Like, I think those moments of where, you know, you kind of forget there's a world outside of what's happening and you're just in the moment and laughing and like having a good time. Like those are my favorite times of, of having things go on. Um, but I, like, I, I, I don't know. I got to say that was probably the coolest most like surprising thing that I never thought I could do and, and did. And it was such a short time too. Like, you know, a lot of people need like time to decide what they're going to do and, you know, think it over and plan. And I was really proud of myself that I made a decision, saw my direction, went after it, worked on it till I got it and then got it. I felt like an absolute train wreck the next day, but I, I got it and I was so excited that like it just it like went it, it proved to me like if I put my mind to it I can do it. This year's Swamp Fest held on October 30th welcomes Kamara back but for a slightly different purpose. She now works in the industry bringing riders from across the country together. For a company called Down to Ride and it is a cycling app that actually helps people either coordinate group rides or find group rides or make friends through rides. Um, and this is kind of like the world is your oyster. If you're a biker, how you want to use it, whether you are a, excuse me, whether you're like a team leader and you have a whole group of people that you want to ride with and you put your ride on the app every Thursday, but then those people are already on the app and they can see what other rides are happening the rest of the week. It kind of just helps connect people and our our main goal is let's just get more people on bikes you know like we all recognize how happy they make us and how excited we are about them and what they've done for us and the places they've taken us you know like why not share that with everybody else and it's super important the biking community is like crazy it's just such a cool place and there's so many different people like we literally ride with people who are 
legitimate rocket scientists. And then we ride with people who do the van life and they work odd jobs here and there, but they eat peanut butter and jelly and are the happiest people on the planet because they have their bike. They ride every weekend and sometimes in between and life is good. Like there's just, it's such a range of, like, I like to call us all misfits because we really are like, we kind of don't fit together, but we do. And we are all so happy just to be around each other. And it kind of goes the same way for all the biking communities. And like, I can speak for BMX because obviously I'm involved in that, but we all share this love for two wheels, this love for movement and this love for like community that it's just, it's like, it's just a really cool feeling. You can, you know, when people are bike people, you know, it's just a different feeling. And, and the cool part is, is like, you're not a bike person. You want to jump on a bike, come on in. Like, let's go. We'll teach you the ropes. Pick your, pick your, your weapon of choice. Like, please, I would love to come ride. Um, and like, we can get you figured out with whatever bike you need or want and you can try everyone's bike. And it's just, it's like, they're just happy to keep people riding and more friends, more fun, more laughs. Like life is so short and this world is pretty ugly right now. And if there's a couple things that are healthy things that we can do that aren't going to, you know, like drink us into a slump or anything crazy like that, like why not try it, you know? But this job is exactly that. And I'm so excited to have found it. And it is a startup, so it's a little difficult because I haven't been really involved in a startup yet, but it's been so rewarding because like, we're literally talking about bikes and introducing bikes, bikes, bike people to other bike people and connecting this and connecting that. And now you have a cool app that you can talk to each other, you know, on the group ride and add pictures of your groups and like times and information. It's just really cool. I totally suggest you check it out. And if you are on it, um, mine is my, my name is the same as my screen name so that I could kind of keep that my screen name. Like this is AOL. My, <laughs> my Instagram, <laughs> I'm showing my age, <laughs> um, but it's the same as my Instagram name, J-O-C-313. Um, so if anybody wants to jump on there, has no idea what's going on, add me, I can show you like how to figure it out. Um, but the other thing is, is like, we're not pushy. So if you realize like, this isn't really going to work for what you want, like, that's my favorite part is like, we're not going to force you to do anything. We're not salesy. We're just really stoked to get people to ride. And if we can spark some sort of stoke in you, like to make you want to do that and find new friends within this app, like, hell yeah. Her work as community manager of DTR sends her all over the country, and she wouldn't have it any other way. As this podcast is being released, Camara is in California at the Sea Otter Classic. She'll make a stop in Florida at the end of this month for Swamp Fest to try out some new tricks before heading back on the road with DTR. And then there's a crazy mountain bike race that I'm not participating in, but kind of want to. I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I'll be there for work. <laughs> um, that'll be in Michigan um, in November. So like there's there's some cool things coming up, not necessarily BMX related. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I I just I have to give like a really big thank you to all of my, my family, my friends. Uh, like, you know, this is all about, you know, m mental health and being okay and and kicking butt in your own way and finding your way and your light and all that craziness and like i have a really solid support system whether it be the companies that support me whether it's like you know the gear they throw me or the constant check-ins that they send over to me like hope you're doing well we love you just like i have a lot of people that are just really awesome that i'm thankful for and like you know there's a lot a lot to a lot to mention but I'm severely like I'd be I'd be super underwater without them and I I 
I appreciate them for sure. So big thank you to all of those people. If you're interested in downloading the Down to Ride app, the links to do so are all in the show notes. You can also follow Joss's BMX work on her Instagram at JOC313. She's awesome. If you have a cool story that you'd like to tell on this podcast, send us a DM at Mental on both Instagram and Twitter. I have some great content on the horizon and I can't wait to share it with you. As always, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellent. Next week, Katie Schaefer stops by to talk through pulling the athlete thread and how student athletes can create the perfect work-life balance. But until then, see you next week. <music>